Welcome to the Season 2 finale of the Attempt Adventure Podcast, a podcast all about finding adventure every day and finding little ways to make your life more interesting. From Dallas, Texas, I'm your host, James Barrett, joined as always by my co-host, Michael DeRosiers in Bangkok, Thailand. Well, James, it is the final episode of the season, and today we are going to be wrapping up our season. We're going to be talking about our years, introducing what we're going to be doing in Season 3. Before we do that, James, we have somebody that we have to thank. Yes, very much so. We would like to thank our good friend Josh for sponsoring an entire year of Attempt Adventure. He very generously donated to us, and Josh, I didn't know you listened. How's it going, buddy? It's been a long time, and I miss you. Yeah. And I can't thank you enough. That's just, it helps us so much. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So for our listeners who obviously don't know Josh, (laughs) (laughs) um, he was the uh, the third part of our trio growing up back in Mm -hmm. Texas. And we've had a lot of adventures with Josh. What were your favorite Josh adventures? There was the time we went to San Francisco. We did go to San Francisco. We stacked cups on on him, I think. He was asleep. We, yeah. He was asleep. We did. <laughs> we threw paper airplanes out of the windows of a very fancy hotel. The Fairmont. The Fairmont in downtown San Francisco, which turns out they don't appreciate. I will never be able to stay there again. Not because we got banned for the paper airplanes, but just because I can't afford it. <laughs> but we also did a whole lot of stuff that wasn't probably okay. It's almost like when you shove a bunch of teenagers into a very fancy hotel, things don't go great. We ran amok. And very little oversight, looking back. True. I mean, on on that trip, this was a church choir tour. <laughs> we somehow, at least me and one of another person in in the in the church choir convinced the adults that another like a college student was an adult and were able to just wander san francisco all day <laughs> you guys like rode the trolley didn't you didn't you go like we rode the trolley we like did everything yeah we had no structure we just wandered <laughs> josh thank you so much you know josh i've known josh since the first day of third grade we were we were really yeah he was the new student we were new student buddy i was his new student buddy in our third grade homeroom huh. class yeah, that's. I don't even want to do the math of how long that's been. Maybe we have to head up to the uh, the frozen north of Michigan sometime. I don't know much about Michigan. I liked it the few times I went because I visited Josh in Michigan. Yeah, a couple times. You guys visited me in Waco a couple times. You guys did some road trips we down did. to uh, to visit me too. Also great. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah, we went to Common Grounds, and I'm pretty sure we did tortilla tossing. <laughs> that sounds right. And you guys came down more than once, too. So, again, all of those mm-hmm. times you visited did definitely blend together. So, yeah. So, Josh, thank you so much. We are definitely going to have to catch up soon. <laughs> Our people will call your people. Our people will call you. <laughs> we don't have any people. No, Josh probably does. He probably has people. Yeah. He's a successful member of society. He is. He's not just some schlub making a podcast. <laughs> he has a real... Of the three of us, he's the only one that, like, has a real job. Oh, it's weird. Like... <laughs> What's that like? He's always been the most responsible one of us, anyway. So anyway, before we bum ourselves out, James, um, let's, <laughs> let's move on. Um, you had a penalty. I did. Well, it's time to uh, to pay up, James. You had to plan. You spun the wheel of penalty, and you had to plan mm-hmm. a trip for me. 
So I sat down and I kept trying to come up with things. I kept trying to plan out like, I know it was supposed to, I think, technically be an overnight trip, but I struggled with that because I want you to be actually be able to do it. So my idea was that basically to try and as closely recreate the first day that I came, the very first time that I came to Thailand. Okay. To recreate that first day. I'm talking temples. I'm talking. You're talking taking the number eight bus. (laughs) Yes. Uh, River taxi, all the things. And you got to go to Snoppy. Right. So all the things you can take pinky with you. Because I think that would be fun. And I'm, you got to go get the steamed buns. I'll have to look back at our photos. I know we went to the Grand Palace mm-hmm. that day because I remember that picture of us in our like nice clothes. You remember that we had dressed up in like button down shirts. Mm-hmm. We were on that really that old, old bus on our button down shirts. <laughs> it was great. I was going to try and say you have to do it on two hours of sleep, but I'm not going to do that to you. <laughs> I'm sorry I did that to you. <laughs> hey, it was worth it. But I just I was just thinking it could be fun. I feel like you haven't done those things in a long time. No, I haven't. I never get to do the tourist stuff. And I, I think it would just be fun. And yeah. I, I do want you to go get those chicken wings and papaya salad from the Snoppy restaurant. We've talked about Snoppy before. So this the restaurant is actually called Somtam Nua, and it's a really good Somtam or papaya salad restaurant. But James and I went and we <laughs> – I'm going to make myself laugh just talking about it. We sat down. <laughs> We sat down in this restaurant. It's a really nice restaurant in a shopping mall. And we turn around and behind James's head is this like sketch or something drawing yeah. of Snoopy. Yeah, but it's it just said Snoppy. <laughs> yeah, S-N-O-P-P-Y. And again, this was the first day I arrived after 50 odd hours of travel and two hours of sleep in a steamed bun. By the time we got to that point, we had done all the tourist stuff and we were like on our way home. We were so like jet lagged. You were jet lagged and we were just like punch drunk and exhausted. And that was the funniest thing we'd ever seen. (laughs) And like, I'm pretty sure people were like staring at us because we were laughing so hard. It's snoppy. (laughs) (laughs) And I know it's not funny to like anybody else, but it's, it's, it's still the funniest thing. And ever since then, we've just called that restaurant Snoppy's. It gets even better because you got to go. It might be an expensive day because I feel like it was an expensive day. So just prepare yourself. You got to get the Thai tea from Golden Mount. Oh, yeah. It's not even very good, but it's tradition. <laughs> right. Yeah. So at the, the Golden <laughs> Mount is this uh, beautiful temple. It's one of my favorite places in Thailand. My favorite. I actually talked about it on a Amateur Traveler podcast when I did the episode about Bangkok. So it's this sort of artificial hill or man-made hill in the middle of the city, and it's got a temple at the top of it. And you have to kind of climb up. It's like 200-something steps. It's not that far, really, but that sort of spiral around the mountain to get to the pagoda on top. And about halfway up, there's a little coffee shop where you can just enjoy the view and kind of sit in this garden that's on the hill. It's really nice. Yeah, it's beautiful. I always have to get the Thai tea because now it's just tradition. Which normally Thai tea is like my favorite drink just kind of in the world. But it's it's not the best one by any means. It's fine. Get the lemon tea. The lemon tea, though, is amazing. And it's always hot. So it's perfect. If you want the Thai tea, you order a cha yin. If you want the lemon tea, you yes. order a cha manao. If you want water, you order nam plow. There you go. Yes. Is that right? I remember <laughs> that right? Yeah, it's been that's right. Nam plow song. Yeah. Two waters. <laughs> 
but as you climb up the golden mountain, you ring, you hit the gongs and you ring the bells and you keep climbing and climbing and climbing. And then you get to the actual temple and you go in and you can get blessed. You can say your prayers and give an offering. And then you keep climbing, you get to the roof and it's the best view of Bangkok that I've seen at least. And there's always a nice breeze. It's about 20 degrees cooler up there than the rest of it. And it's great. Come to think of it, we filmed that day. We made a video of that entire day. Mm -hmm. It's actually, I think it's on our YouTube channel, our Attempt Adventure YouTube channel now. I'm going to go check real quick. It will be one of our oh. earliest videos. Oh, yes. The tourist stuff video. Oh, man. I had no beard. Look how skinny we both are. <laughs> We're both skinny. I love the sunglasses. I'm going to have to watch that. I looked so much more like well put together back then. <laughs> you had like a you had a real fancy job. I did. Okay, yeah, I will do that. I will do that. Maybe I'll and I'll and you know what? I will. I will film it. I'll make a video of it as well. You don't have to take the bus. <laughs> I hope it still has like holes in the floor. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's funny. Okay. I forget that those videos exist. Anyway. Okay, I will do that. I think that's a brilliant idea. I think it's a lot of fun, and I will do that in our season hiatus. The things that I remember, um, we did all that tourist stuff in the morning. We did Golden Mountain, Grand Palace, and some of the Old Town stuff. I'm um, making notes. Steamed buns, snoppy. Yeah. We also went to several malls. Probably, what, Siam Paragon? We went to the one, which is the one with the big spiral stairwell. Oh, Oh, we went there for dinner, didn't we? Oh, man, that's so far away. It's in Quartier. <laughs> you don't have to do that. That no, was fun. We had fish and chips, um, didn't we? We did, which is just weird. It was good, though. I just, I, I think that would be fun. <laughs> I do, too. I think that'd be great. Okay, I know we're, we're talking a lot, but that's okay. This is kind of a special episode today. Have you done anything new or adventurous in the past week? Mm. Let's see, it was Christmas. Um, Merry Christmas to all that celebrate. Happy holidays to those that don't. I hope that your holiday season was filled with joy and that you got to spend it with whoever you choose to spend it with. I did. I guess it's something new, something I've been interested in for a long time, but I've never been able to start was the one thing I asked for for Christmas was a record player. Oh, nice. So I have one. It's right here. It's very nice. I love it very much. But my dad then gave me all of my grandfather's records from oh, the... Cool. Uh, 60s and then all his records from the 70s so i already have a collection and so i've been going through those and it's just been a blast i'll, I'll say that's kind of i started a collection but yeah so i started that and i've been now i'm like super interested in like all the like audio stuff <laughs> and so my dad's gonna give me he has a bunch of stuff he has like an old a nice cassette deck that he's gonna give me and like all that stuff so it's gonna be it's going to be fun. Cool. Man, that's a neat hobby. That's really fun. Anyway, so that's that's sort of where it is. Other than that, it's been, the season's always really busy. I haven't been able to get out and do too much, stuff like that. But it's been it's been really good. What about you? Well, I've, gosh, I'm, I'm exhausted. I had to go on another visa run last week. And, uh, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's nice. And people probably say, oh, man, it's really cool that you get to travel a lot. But, you know, it, when you have to, it's not as fun. Yeah, exactly. And it gets expensive and it's tiring, but it was nice because it was the first time that my wife was able to go with me in a long time. She was able to get some time off. So we went to Ho Chi Minh City for three days. And um, yeah, it was no, it was nice. It was really neat to be down there again. We had been there years ago for about a month. We spent about a month there years ago. 
Um, we had seen most of the stuff, but it was sort of at the end of our three-month journey in Vietnam. And by the time we got there, we were tired and we both got a cold for the mm. first week. So we didn't have the best impression of it the first time. So we were giving it a second chance this time. The food is great. And that's what we like to do when we're traveling. We like to have good food. Had some great banh mi. Mm -hmm. Oh, I went to a really interesting cafe that was a hideout for the Viet Cong during the war. <laughs> and it's a cafe now, but it was this old house and it's got all these like secret passages and trap doors and like hiding places and fascinating. It's like kind of a museum, like a house museum, but it also is a cafe. Mm -hmm. Vietnam is very high on my bucket list of places to go. You know, where we grew up, there is a very large Vietnamese community and the food is just, just it's really so good. good. All of it. Yeah. So, well, that's, that's always... I'm sorry that you have to go, but I'm <laughs> no, glad no. you got to go. No, it was fun. And I am really glad we did. We had some great coffee. I mean, Vietnamese coffee is, I still stand by it, the best in the world. It is really good. I mean, it's just super concentrated coffee on condensed milk. It's delicious. Because, you know, it's kind of like in Thailand too. Tea isn't very big in Thailand. No, Thailand is a coffee country. No, coffee sure. is. Yeah. Coffee, Vietnam is coffee. So that's always interesting because I think a lot of people, if assume tea because tea is really big in other Tea's, places yeah tea is big in like china japan country. yes exactly myanmar even um but myanmar. here in thailand it's coffee vietnam coffee malaysia coffee and it's funny because the tea that is in thailand typically is very is flavored like it's lemon tea or thai tea or that sort of thing but i could be wrong i don't know no only... you're, you're right you're right and i i I have a theory, not really a theory, an observation that you're either a tea country or a coffee country, you know, and uh, some countries are tea countries. Some countries are coffee countries. Thailand's a coffee country. <laughs> Vietnam, definitely a coffee country. <laughs> so what I know it's harder to do this because the United States is really 50 countries pretending to be one because we're not really either. I would argue more coffee. I was going to say in the past, definitely coffee. I mean, tea is becoming more popular, but I think that Still more of a coffee country, I would say. I mean, yeah, in like in the South, especially sweet tea, it's yeah. always been tea, tea. sweet yeah. tea, and iced tea. The hot tea never caught on, but so even, much. even so, I for every cup still of tea coffee people have, I imagine they still have two cups of coffee in the morning at work. Yeah, I, I would argue that the U.S. is a caffeine country, like it doesn't matter where it comes from, but coffee. That's true. Coffee is a much, is, is, yeah, coffee, especially on like the West Coast, like Seattle and the oh, Pacific coffee. Northwest is very, very coffee. Oh, man. Yeah. So that's what that's what I've done recently. And other than that, I've, you know, we, we haven't really talked much about it yet. But in the last couple of weeks, my mother visited. We had a great visit here. About a month ago, we went up north to Chiang Mai and we saw the Yiping Festival, which is uh, it's, it's the northern version of the Loy Kratong Festival. It's where they, you've probably seen the pictures where they launch the lanterns into the sky. And it was chaotic. Man, it was chaotic at this festival. <laughs> I mean, it was so crowded, packed with people, and uh, very little instruction. We had to drive all the way out of town on these song tows, and probably about almost two hours to get out to this field because you can't do them in the city because it's a fire hazard, of course. And it's really good that they drove us out of town and I'll tell you why in a moment, but we had a, uh, you know, we got there and we lit our candles and we did all of the Loy Kratong things where you float the float in the water. And then we all gathered in this big field and it really was like a festival with all these chairs that are centered around this foam pagoda. 
and they did like a cultural show like some girls came out and did some like traditional dancing uh, then some guys came out and did like a warrior drum dance and some monks came out and gave a chant and then they told us to launch the lanterns and the lanterns are bigger than you would think they're almost like the size of a person's body they're huge everyone got two of them and they're made of mulberry paper extremely thin mulberry paper and you light them from these oil lanterns that are at every row of seats from the very beginning, like people were bursting into flame. Because if you make one mistake, it goes up like that. Uh, and it's not really that dangerous because it burns out so fast because the paper's so thin. But, mm-hmm. you know, they gave everybody two lanterns. And I think that's why. Because <laughs> because, because one everyone, of them is likely to get. Yeah. And it, it was getting kind of chaotic and it was beautiful. It was so cool to see. But at one point, things were just getting a little bit crowded. And mom and I decided it was probably time to leave. And so we started making our way out. And I turned around to take one last picture and I realized that the pagoda had caught fire. One of the lanterns had hit this foam pagoda. (sighs) Oh, no. They were like rushing to the stage to try to get the microphones and all their sound equipment off of it. And I don't think that they were in time to rescue all of it. It was windier than it should have been. And while the festival itself was beautiful, we were like, yeah, it's time to go. And this was right after that like crowd crush in in Seoul. Oh, yeah. And so mom oh, and I were man. like, you know, let's, let's get out of here because, you know, there was no crowd crush. People weren't really panicking. People just kept launching their lanterns. People like people genuinely didn't seem to care that this pagoda was burning. But we finally just they left. might have thought it was part of it. We had paid for these VIP tickets, which meant we were supposed to be on like a, a nice van to go back. But at that point, we were so tired and it was so I, I know I keep saying chaotic, poorly organized. It was really, really nuts. And we finally just jumped on a song down. We're like, just take us back to the city. <laughs> but it was oh, man. it was crazy it's probably not something i would do again it's something i'm glad i've done once you know but now i've seen it and i've been there yep that's interesting holy crap sorry i'm reading the article flying lanterns in thailand's airspace is punishable by the death penalty yeah <laughs> you know? it's really dangerous <laughs> yeah that's very true and it seems like um thai people themselves are like this is dude this is not smart stop it so that's why you have to do it out of town you know, at this officially organized event. That's crazy. Though. It was fun. At least was... That's, that's an experience for sure. And then uh, we went to Hanoi after that. The goal was to go on an overnight cruise on Halong Bay where they have the big limestone karst cliffs that kind of come out of the water. Uh, like on that, you know, that Top Gear episode where they drive the motorbikes mm-hmm. and they have to go over the, over the bay. Yeah, we accidentally, I guess, I don't know if it was just a mistake. I don't know if maybe they're all like this. We were kind of on a party cruise. <laughs> and so there was this really loud, terrible karaoke going on all night. Yeah, it was fun. Anyway, it was fun. The bay was beautiful, and it's really nice to be able to sleep on the water like that. We did a hike to the top of this viewpoint at one of the islands, and we saw a big cave. So, yeah, we had a great That's time, awesome. but it's been kind of a tiring few months anyway. Fun, fun, but I'm worn out, mm. James. That's what I've been up to this year. It's almost over. We've almost made it. We have. Well, let's talk about that then what are you going to do next year what are you know last year at the beginning of this season we sat down and we talked about our adventure resolutions and i know i haven't necessarily right achieved them but let's talk about next year let's not look back let's look ahead right you know for me <laughs> i want to one just be better about this show <laughs> i want to definitely be better about this and take it not that we don't take it seriously but just like really put at least for myself, put serious effort into it. I definitely want to have more experiences this year. I think the pandemic kind of stunted me for lack of a better way to put it. It definitely made me worse in crowds and it made me worse in like wanting to go do things. 
I think that's common. I don't think you're alone in that. I think a lot of us are doing no. that right now. Like, I know I got very set in my ways and very, you know, very homebody kind of. Where And then, like, if there is something I want to do, the smaller inconveniences start to get to you more. Like, oh, it's crowded. Oh, there's traffic. Oh, there's this. Like, it starts to frustrate me easier than it used to. And so I want to work on that because I don't want to not experience things because it's crowded. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard when you spent two years cooped up, not doing anything, and then are trying to get back into living life. My wife and I, we traveled a lot during the pandemic and we got used to stuff not being crowded. And I have to keep telling myself that all these people that are traveling and all have just as much right to be at these places as I do. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not exclusive to me. That's stupid. But it's tough. No, I get that. You know, we started the show in the middle of the pandemic. So I think the way that we came across were as people that don't do a lot just because that was our pandemic selves. But that's not the default mm -hmm. of who we actually are or who we actually were. You and I both used to do a lot of adventurous stuff. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's become kind of the default. And for me as well, I want to try to do more things. I want to get outside more. I want to take more opportunities that come my way. Yeah. I want to go and spend more time in nature this year. Doing cultural experiences as well. Because I tend to focus on getting into nature more than the other way. But both are great. Where I live at the moment isn't super great for that. But... I live in a state that's full of culture. Yeah, I think you'd be surprised. I think if you start searching, and it can be hard to find it, but I bet you, mm -hmm. you might be surprised about the things that you could find. And that's sort of my goal. And yeah, I want to get out more too. I don't want to be holding myself back because of routine or because of complacency or because it's what I'm used to, you know? It reminds me of that great quote by Bear Grylls where he talks about the comfort zone and he calls it a comfort pit. You know, it's comfortable, but you get stuck there and you actually have to climb your way out of it. And I love that analogy. It's very true, especially for me. You know, it's it's way more comfortable to just hang out at home and watch TV, but it's not enriching. It's just existing. It's like there's more than that, and I need to get back into that mindset. We both need to make an effort not to take any penalties next year, or maybe we need to make the penalties much harder. Make them worse. Yeah, because I feel like our penalties were all kind of fun, and like, what's the point of that? <laughs> We're too nice to each other. They need to be harsher penalties or we have to pay the $50, you know? Or like we have to donate it to the charity of the other person's mm. choice. That way there's like a receipt and we can prove that we've done so. Or here we go. Here's what we do. If you don't do the penalty, you have to donate $50 to Donald Trump. No, oh, that's a good one. Oh, man. That's true. That would keep me... That would I would do everything because there's no way I'm giving that man any money. There was talk of face tattoos at one time. <laughs> Look like Post Malone. They will the never be it. able to have a real job like Josh. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, I think this year I want to work on my mindset and sort of get back into that frame of mind where I want to do these things. Because like now I'm to the point where once I do them, I really enjoy them. Once I start, I enjoy things. But getting started has become very difficult for me. And so I want to get rid of that because that's no good. I'm that way nowadays. And I, I don't know if it's the pandemic or what, but I'm that way about social things, hanging out with people, mm -hmm. meeting people in real life. It's Very like, much I so. I don't want to get out. I don't want to do something, but I always have fun when I do, you know, and I always feel great afterwards. I'm very much that way. Always have been, especially with social things. It's like it makes me super nervous. And then once I'm there, I'm fine. But I don't want to do it until I get there. And then I'm then it's the best thing. So I don't want to set any like super concrete goals, but I do want to work on my frame my frame of mind my state of mind 
Yeah, I like that. And because I can be pretty set in my ways when it comes to what I like doing. Like, I like trying new food. I like going to nature. I like doing those things. But like outside of those kind of things is like, I don't want to say scary, but yeah. Well, especially cultural adventures are scary. Mm -hmm. It's hard to join something where you have no context and no understanding necessarily of what's going on. But those can be the most enriching experiences sometimes. Mm -hmm. Cool. I think that's great. I think that's something to keep in mind. And for me, I really want to take the show very seriously. I want to build a great Mm -hmm. next season. We were talking off the air. We have some big things planned actually for the next season. Some things that should be really interesting. But uh, if any of our listeners have ideas or suggestions, they're welcome to let us know as well. Definitely. Well, James, it is time for the very final adventures in the news of the season. And this week, for the last time, at least for this year, it is your turn, James. What have you got for us today? I have a wonderful website. Michael, I want you to get on your computer and type in adventurecats.org. Adventurecats is one word. Okay. Adventurecats. Michael, you're a cat person. I am. I'm a cat person. Yes. And so I think this is great. Here, they have a book, Living Nine Lives to the Fullest. Yes, Your Cat Can Hike, Camp, Sail, and More by Laura J. Moss. (laughs) You know... I have two cats. When we got our youngest cat, I had a plan to make it to turn her into an adventure cat. And the thing is, she was too wiggly to get the harness on. And so I've considered trying again. Unfortunately, your cat can't really. Not really. He's blind. Yeah. So it would be a little difficult and probably not as enriching. He would not enjoy it. (laughs) He'd be like, I don't know where anything is out here. No, his world is very small. It is. And very dark. But he, oh, <laughs> but he's he's happy. He is. So I just thought this was fun. This um, is hilarious. They have a great Instagram full of pictures of cats on adventures. I love adventure cats. There's a kayak cat. There's a mountain yes. climbing cat. There's an RVing cat. You know, I want to read the book. <laughs> people always take their dogs everywhere. Why can't I take my cat everywhere? What? That's not fair. I think that would be it'd be fun. You could leash train your cat. I think that's just hilarious. wander around with your cat. That is great. That's a, such an uplifting way to end the season. I love that. <laughs> so everyone go check out adventurecats.org. Buy the book. Follow them on Instagram. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for the season two finale of the Attempt Adventure podcast. We appreciate you listening. If you want to see more of us in the meantime, until season three begins, which will be very soon, go and check us out on our website, attemptadventure.com. There you can find show notes, pictures, videos, just good stuff on there. The easiest way to get in touch with us, if you have ideas or comments or whatever, just want to say hi, is to click the little contact us button on our website, and that will send us an email directly from you. You can also email us directly, hello at attemptadventure.com. Well, guys, thank you. It's been a fantastic season. We've had some really great guests on. Uh, Really appreciate Mm -hmm. everyone that's come to share their travels and adventures and their experiences with us. Everything from international marriages to hiking the Appalachian Trail and house-sitting and everything in between. We've had some really fascinating people that have come on the show. Yeah, those are awesome episodes. Go check them out if you haven't already. That's right. Well, from Bangkok, Thailand. And from Dallas, Texas. Thank you guys so much. And until next time... Keep adventuring.